it is Labor Day, and we're going to talk about labor. Well, we're going to talk about labor unions and, quite frankly, how useless they've become uh, while they take credit for, for, I don't know, the American economy. I don't know what they're doing. Talk about that. Black Lives Matter is back. Um, yeah, we're going to dig into that as well. Uh, that's, that's about it, to be honest with you. And I'm going to gripe a little bit about Shepherd's Pie. Just bear with us. If you're watching the replay, skip ahead three minutes, watch the rest of the show. Um, hit the thumbs up, the like button, the rumble button, whatever it's called. Follow the channel, do all the free things, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes.
guys. Alex McDonald in Atlanta, joined by Danielle Munoz in Minnesota. What's going on, Danny? Nothing, Al. How you doing? I'm doing great. This is TPS Report for Monday, September 4th, 2023. Is this our first show for September? Have we done a set? We have not done a show on September. You have done. I did a Saturday show. You did. With Dave, Diamond Dave, over there in the chat. Um. Well, speaking of the chat, we'll say hi to them on the break. Couple of couple, couple of things. Number one, shepherd's pie is made with lamb. Cottage pie is made with beef. Let's quit misgendering them, please. <laughs> Some people will know why it's necessary to say that. Other people won't. It doesn't matter. You've got something to say. No, go ahead. I want you to finish your point, and then I want to say something. That was my point. That's all I'm saying. Shepherd's pie lamb, cottage pie beef. In that conversation, and I I honestly don't remember who said it, because I think I went so apoplectic in my own thoughts that I have blocked it all out of my memory. But there was a, a comment about you doing a show about things that you're, like, irrationally passionate about, and or doing a segment about that. And I was thinking, well, that would be a dumb segment because I don't think there's anything that I'm crazy about. And then I was like, oh my God, don't type. Cause we were in a chat, right? On somebody else's show. And I was like, don't type that because Alex will spend the entire show list, like just triggering me. Mm-hmm. So that's what that was. That was me thinking that even, because of course I don't think I'm irrational about anything because it's, you know, I think that everything that I'm crazy about is completely rational. Yeah. Here's the thing. I know that I shouldn't care about the whole shepherd's pie, cottage pie thing. I know I shouldn't care, but I do. And it's like I said to David, I don't draw many red lines, but that's one of them. When I, and I'm not, I'm not drawing it with David. I'm not drawing it with anybody. The thing that gets me are the restaurants, the bars and restaurants that should know better don't sell me a delicious, tasty, succulent lamb-filled shepherd's pie. A little meaty treat. And then right. bring a cottage pie to the table. Right. So the actual funny thing about me. this, and I know we probably weren't going to get into all this because we're trying not to do this at the beginning of our show and we're <laughs> yeah. doing it anyway. Yeah. But so Alex and I were in a chat on our friend David Foster's show. And I happened to be there before him. And the subject of cottage pie and shepherd's pie came up. And I just mentioned in the chat that I often make cottage pie and call it shepherd's pie just to trigger Alex. And David said, oh yeah, if I were closer to Alex, I would do shit every day just to trigger him just because he's so much fun to mess with. And then, and Alex wasn't in the chat at that point, didn't see that part of the show, didn't know that it happened. Well, then when Alex showed up a few minutes later, there was a completely different conversation going on. And David said, yeah, I'm going to you know, head up the street and get some meatloaf and some tasty shepherd's pie made with hamburger. And Alex lost his mind. Like, Beef like, shepherd's pie, he called it. Beef shepherd's pie. And right sharpish, Alex lost his ever-loving mind in the chat. Yeah. And David thought it was the funniest thing. Cause he's like, Danielle, you are absolutely right. Said, yeah. It <laughs> yeah. It, it, there, there are things that you just, there are things you just don't ruin mess yeah. with gender. Fine. Right. Have at it. Don't mess with Miss shepherd's pie and cottage pie. Stop misgendering them, please. For the love of God. Um, another thing. And, and this is, 
not as irrational. We often ask people to go to Locals and become a free member. By the way, the show notes and our, more importantly, our sources just went live on Locals. And we're going to start doing that now. We're going to start posting our show notes and our sources on the Locals page. And you can get them for free. Uh, but we've never shown you how to do that. And quite frankly, the integration between Locals and Rumble, while it's good, they own, Rumble owns Locals. While it's good integration, they always try to link you to the support page, right? The, the right. hey, pay us money page. We want you to become free members. So I put together a quick video. You'll watch this. You know, we, we ask you guys to head over to Locals and to become a, a member of the community for free. Never shown you how to do it. Uh, this, this depends on you having a Locals account, so you can go to Locals.com, sign up for free, get yourself a Locals account. Then, when you're right here on our channel, you can hit this red join button, which will ask you to support the show. Just click support, and that will take you to our landing page. Here, you want to follow this link to become a free member, right here. You can support us if you want to, that's up to you, but... We want you to become a free member of the community. So give that link a click. If you're already logged into Locals, it will ask you to join us. You click join. And voila, you are now a free member of the TPS Report Live Locals community. This is where we're posting our show notes and sources for y'all for each of the, our live shows for y'all to uh, be able to use if you want to, if you need to. Um, and then, of course, all the other content we post. And if you become a show supporter, then the exclusive content that we post for supporters. But that's it. Hope we see you there. Yeah, so uh, after the show, hit the red join button. If, uh, if you don't have a Locals account, sign up for one. Completely free. And here's why you should. Locals is a free speech social networking platform. They're not like Facebook or, you know, the, the other social media uh, that, that censor speech. Once you're on Locals, once you have your own account, you can start following other pages. When you follow those pages, you can follow your favorite creators and you can support them if you want to. With our page, you can just join and become a free member. And that way you get to post things on our wall. Um, I mean, try to try to keep it tasteful. But we know we know what your spicy bastards are like. You can yeah, you do. can post some spicy memes. We're okay with that. Um, you can post your stories, your ideas for stories, things that you want us to cover, and um, all there on our page. So hit that red join button. Head over to locals. Become a free member of the page. And um, yeah, we'd appreciate it. We, we appreciate y'all. Let's. Um, you know what? Let's take this opportunity to say hi to our friends real quick, Danielle. Janine is here. Hey, Janine, what's going on? Canadian Bacon's here, back home from Dallas. What's going on? Michelle Brown is here. This hey, Michelle. is Michelle's last day of work before yeah, retirement. So congratulations, congratulations Michelle. Michelle. I, I hope you have a very hope you have a very busy and active retirement planned out. And um, I, I wish you the best of luck. Obviously, we will still see you here, hopefully. Yes. I hope we do. I hope you don't get so busy and active and, and 
seeing the world. You know, my and... mom is so busy being retired. I can't keep up with her. Like I have a, like a separate calendar to keep up with my mom's calendar. Cause she's all over the place mm-hmm. now that she's retired. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, obviously I hope that we continue to see Michelle and I'm sure we will. But yeah, um, certainly we will. Congratulations, Michelle. Congratulations, Michelle. Bill Campbell's here. What's up, Bill? Hey, Bill. Uh, Joy is here. Hey, Joy. Hello, sister. Thanks for being here. Peggy Brown is here. Hey, Hey, Peggy. Peggy. Thank you for being here, everybody. If you're watching... And, of course, Diamond Dave. Hello, honey, honey. What's up, Dave? Um, If you're watching the live show, hit the live chat button to go into the chat. And uh, that way you can, uh, well, chat with us. That's what the chat's all about. It is, in fact. Could, we we have uh, custom emojis in the chat, I think. I'm sure I've done that they're right. supposed to be there. Nobody yeah. ever posts them. Some people probably don't even know they're there because I don't think I've ever mentioned it. But there are some custom emojis I think in you there. did mention it, but then I think we couldn't figure out how to work them. Yeah. Hey, it's Labor Day, Danielle. Happy Labor Day. Happy Labor Day, everyone that uh, Labor Day, dedicates their labor to making America great. Um. Did anyone happen to spot any drones over their houses today? In particular, if you live up in New York, New York police, were you, the, BL, uh, the BLM, the BFM, the Brush Fire Mind spoke about this this morning. And um, well, I, I just mentioned that because go follow the Brush Fire Mind. New York police will use drones to monitor backyard parties this weekend, spurring privacy concerns. The New York City Police Department plans to pilot the unmanned aircraft in response to complaints about large gatherings, including private events over Labor Day weekend. Um, Those attending outdoor parties or barbecues in New York City this weekend may notice an uninvited guest looming over their festivities, a police surveillance drone. I'm not going to, you all can find this story. Again, head over to Locals. You'll find the links in the show notes there to the story. Um, You know why they don't do this in the South? Yes. Everyone has a shotgun. Yes. Literally everyone oh, has a shotgun. Right. You know what they don't have in New York? Nobody has guns. No one else, I mean, I imagine some people have shotguns, but very few. There you go. Bill Campbell with a uh, TPS report custom emoji. Thank nice, you, Bill. Bill. So they are there and they work. Thank you, Bill. Yeah. Um, they, they would simply get shot down here in the South. But here's the thing. You do that at your own peril, right? This story says that it raises privacy concerns. And I I agree. It absolutely should raise privacy concerns. That is, that's the government spying on you without due process. Right. Without probable cause. Simply hearing about, oh, there's a large gathering at uh, Joe Smith's house. It's not probable cause to go investigating, right? But the thing is, they have the legal right to do it. You and I don't. You and I don't have the right to fly our drones over someone's home. But the government does. It's because the government owns the airspace above your house. You might think you do. You might think, you might be, you might be like me, 
that at one point in time was foolish enough until I got into the industry was foolish enough to believe that I owned my plot of land and all of the air above my plot of land. Absolutely don't. The government does. And they are free to do whatever they want within that airspace, uh, including flying drones over your home and spying on you. As ridiculous and unconstitutional as that sounds. Just because they're allowed to fly over your house, that doesn't give them the right to collect information on you, does it? No. I guess I should ask. It it shouldn't. This is one of those things that I don't think has ever been litigated. It just hasn't been adjudicated yet. Yeah, never been tested in the courts. I imagine it will be one day. Listen, there are individuals that have been taken to civil court over this. You know, individual citizens fly in their drones, neighbors get pissed off, neighbors sue right. them. We've seen that happen. And of course, the courts in general have said, no, of course, you don't have the right to spy on your neighbors. Um, and the, they went as the, those decisions have gone so far as to say you don't even need to be directly over their property, you know, because sight lines work from all different angles. Right. Um, and the FAA have rules and regulations now about flying over residential areas. Uh, you are prohibited from flying over residential areas. None of these rules, though, apply to government. They own the airspace. They can do with it what they want. That's probably going to have to change. I mean, they're always going to own the airspace. But I think this is going to have to be litigated at some point. And the courts are going to have to step in and say exactly what Danielle said. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. This is warrantless. It's effectively right. a warrantless wiretap. It's it's exactly what the government has been accused of doing and admitted to doing over and over and over and over with metadata collection and electronic surveillance. And the, of course, they're still doing it. We know they're still doing it. They're never going to stop. Um, but if there were if there were case law on the books, we would have some kind of recourse. Now, sovereign immunity prevents a lot of that recourse, unfortunately, but we might be able to get an injunction or two against our local sheriffs or police departments for violating our, what would that be, uh, Fourth Amendment? Fourth Amendment rights? For violating our Fourth Amendment rights. They'll say it's no different than a cop driving uh, by. You're right, Dave. You're right. They absolutely would. And... And again, there's no expectation of privacy in public, but is your backyard public? And will it depend on, like, if there's a privacy fence? Yeah. You know, the, the police driving by, that, that's been litigated, that's been adjudicated over and over and over. And the, the accepted doctrine there is if it's visible from the street, Right. Without the police setting foot on your property, is what they have seen visible from the street? And if so, that evidence has been ruled admissible by courts of law. Whereas if the police have to trespass on your property and go dig in, even into the backyard, in many cases, that is, that's determined to be a warrantless search and inadmissible. 
We need one of those cases to move forward in relation to drones. Right. So that we can actually have some rules on the books and know what our recourse is. Um, I mean, what a great way to find somebody's backyard stash of weed plants. You know what I mean? Right. And if they do, is a court going to determine that's admissible, I wonder? Well... We don't know because they own the airspace. They can do whatever they want. And uh, we'll have to wait and see. But it raises some very interesting questions. It really does. Yeah, it does. And the fact that the New York Police Department feel it's necessary to go spy on their citizens on Labor Day simply because they might be having a party makes me wonder what country we're living in. Was this North Korea? It's uh, it's ridiculous, is what it is. I'll tell you what they're not spying on, Danielle. What's that? BLM protests. Probably not spying on those at all. I imagine they're not paying much attention at all. You and your hardworking friends can't get together in your backyard to celebrate labor, to celebrate the the fruits of your labor. But BLM could go out there and riot and smash shit up with uh, no interference whatsoever. We're talk I'm talking about this um, Takaya Young. Let's talk about this real quick. A pregnant Ohio mother's death by police sparked outrage. What we know about Takaya Young. The death last week of a 21-year-old of 21-year-old Takaya Young, a pregnant mother who was shot by police in a Kroger parking lot near Columbus, Ohio. Wasn't murder Kroger in um, five points this time. It was uh, no. a different murder Kroger up in uh, Columbus. Uh, ignited outrage and sadness across the country. Young had been suspected of shoplifting alcohol last Thursday before being confronted by police in Blendon Township, located near the Westerville suburb northeast of Columbus. The confrontation quickly turned fatal when police said Young refused to obey verbal commands to exit the vehicle and instead drove directly at an officer who fired his gun through the windshield, killing her and her unborn child. We're going to take a look at the, the body cam footage from this. While, while it is not graphic or explicit in any way, viewer discretion advised because um, someone gets shot. Shots fired! Stop the car! This is Stop. a flat Stop. flashback, the by car. the way. Attend to 293705 Managua, 3705. What's that? Email is hallucinating. Much of our offer Hey. Stop. Hey. Out of the car. 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 They said your soul stuff do not leave. Get out of the car. Then then get out. No. Then get out. Get out of the car. Get out of the car. Get out of the car! Shots fired! Stop the car! Stop the car! There it is.
Um, Takaya Young did not survive that shooting. Neither did her unborn child. And it's led to, uh, it's led to some BLM protests or rallies or whatever we're calling them these days taking place. We're going to look at some videos of that in a second. But let's talk about this shooting real quick. She was accused of shoplifting alcohol. Ignoring the fact that this is a pregnant mother, and that's probably not the best, that a pregnant woman, I should say, um, and that's probably not the best thing to be shoplifting. She was accused of shoplifting. She wasn't accused of murder, wasn't accused of aggravated assault, wasn't accused of uh, any form of violent crime whatsoever. She was accused of shoplifting. I guess that's point number one. Yes, she was in control of a vehicle, and a vehicle can, in fact, be a lethal weapon. And yes, she drove that vehicle towards the police officer who could have been seriously injured or killed, and so he shot her. The flip side of that coin is that one step to the right, and he would have been fine. Right, and when she turned the steering wheel towards him, he drew his gun and put his hand up. So instead of taking evasive maneuvers and getting the fuck out of the way, he decided to defend himself against that car by shooting the driver. And if you look at the way she's turning the wheel, it's to turn the car to avoid him. Right. She's turning to to try to go past past him. Now, I don't know that he was able to process that information in the heat of the moment. He, He had his gun out and he shot her, killed her and her unborn child. Not that that should matter to the leftists, the unborn child right. part of it, because they don't give a shit she about had the right unborn to kill the baby children. Anyway, yeah. Exactly. Although, except they do care now. Obviously, now it's it's a major issue that an unborn child was killed. Well, and to be clear, the mother has the right to kill the baby, mm-hmm. and maybe another woman has the right to kill the baby, but not a man. So. This is a man killing an unborn baby. So I think that's like doubly needs oh, yeah. to be riot. Oh, yeah. It's patriarchy. Patriarchy. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to unpack here. Least of all is her behavior. I don't know if if they actually found... I haven't read enough of this story to find out if she was actually found with the stolen items. Um, actually, let me, uh, let me see if I can quickly skim through this. Do you think that's pertinent? Just out of curiosity. Like, do you think it matters if she actually shoplifted or not? Well, I I think, I think it's a relevant fact. The story doesn't say, so draw your own conclusions. But her behavior is indicative of what society tells people to do. It's indicative of how society tells people to behave with the police in this day and age. Do not comply, right? To the point of resist. Give the police a hard time. They need to be defunded anyway. Give them shit. Yell at them. And all we see are people abusing the police both physically and verbally and, and we see it glorified by the mainstream media. And obviously people automatically believe that they can act like this and get away with it. In this particular case, that didn't happen. 
The other thing we see that is glorified by the mainstream media are our protests and riots, and by Democrats, by the way. We'll look well, at that. And, uh, sorry, before you move to where I think you're moving, another thing that uh, I think Another message that I think people are getting from a lot of sort of elements of society and in the media is that shoplifting isn't a big deal. Yeah. Right. Because in a lot of places, it's literally not. That's why I asked you where the story was, because in a lot of places, it's literally not even a crime. Yeah. Decriminalized in many places. Yeah. Like it's no big deal to take stuff that's not yours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. These are the lessons we're teaching young people and, and apparently young pregnant people in today's society. These are the lessons they are learning. This is all learned behavior. The Democrat Party is responsible for this. Blue states are responsible for this. The mainstream media is responsible for this. Luckily, luckily, there's one demographic that isn't responsible for it this time. White dudes. Right. We're off the hook for this one. Completely off the hook. But it has led to some protesting. We're gonna we're gonna take a look at this real quick. No justice, no peace, obviously. Well, I spoke too soon. Apparently this was racist and white men are responsible. Sorry, folks, I misled you there. Then there's more. Same as clips from the same thing. We'll just, uh, skip through whatever clips from the same thing blm protests kicking off um no riots yet that i've seen just a bit of protesting going on that's fine i have no problem with a little bit of protesting i do find it convenient the uh the cynic in me the cynic in me wonders if they have if uh, blm hasn't been waiting for something like this to happen to take advantage of during election season because think about it it's um it's odd how blm goes quiet between election cycles right and then all of a sudden they find something to protest right as an election's kicking off and this is just the beginning these protests we're seeing right now are just the beginning. We're going to start to see more and more and more. We're going to see... Maybe we're going to see new situations come up. That, that BLM, the bankrupt BLM, the, um, the we don't show up in court BLM, the we're going to take your white guilt money and spend it on mansions BLM. They're going to come up with other things to protest during this election season because they have uh, they have Democrats to get elected. Right. right. Well, and that's what I was going to say is that they've been getting all of this. All that we've seen about them is negative press. Yeah. Recently. So see you gotta... Thursday, Michelle. Have a good last night. Bye, Michelle. And yeah, congratulations. Have a good we'll see you on Thursday. Um, yeah, it's it's 
a coincidence, maybe, that we're heading into an election season and now BLM's back in full effect. Luckily, that was a mostly peaceful protest, uh, not fiery in the least bit. But here's the thing. Is it any wonder? Is it any wonder when we look at uh, when we look at the party that represents them? Is it any wonder that they take advantage of situations like this? Is it any wonder that people behave the way with the police that they do when we look at things like this? I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kick them. How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? Biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You would have been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take you behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. And that's a fact. Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. A Missouri state senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our Constitution are, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. Is there any re and it's, can you think of any possible reason why these folks would be out in the street and treating the police the way they do? No, why they think that violence is an appropriate response? Yeah, no. Yeah, I can't think of a single reason. No, where they would have gotten that idea? They, yeah, I mean, where would they have learned that behavior? No. No. I wonder. It's absolutely ridiculous. You know who else supports this behavior and supports those Democrats? Labor unions. What a slick segue. Yeah, they do. Dude. What? For the 47th time, when you make a good segue and then you say, that was a great segue, it's like undoing the breezy I by know. saying, oh, I was so breezy and you undo the breezy. I just like to point it out. Labor unions do, and it's Labor Day. We're going to talk about that today. Um, 
But yeah, expect expect more protests, expect some riots. It's election season, obviously. The Democrats want it to happen in the in their own words. They want right. it to happen. And I've got a ton of those videos. Democrats calling for riots and calling for violence and because they do it so often. Right. It's ridiculous. None of them have been indicted, but whatever. They do it on an almost daily basis. But yeah, labor unions, they support these Democrats. But what are labor unions? Or more importantly, what did they used to be? Labor unions, what, the 1800s? I think Danielle is the first, uh, the first organized labor in the United States. It was at the beginning or, or the kickoff of the Industrial Revolution. Right. And people unionized in order to attain safer work environments, safer, um, safer conditions at work. That was the entire premise of labor unions, right? Collective bargaining to make to make work safer. And go on. I was just going to say, I'm sure you've read Upton Sinclair's The Jungle. Uh, no, I have not. It's about um, children in the workforce back in the 1800s. And I, I'm sorry, I thought that's where you were going with this. But the, the conditions under which children worked back then are like honest to God, horrifying. And labor unions stopped that. That's when they started. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry. I just thought that's where you were going. Yeah. was uh, Upton Sinclair's The Jungle was okay. about that. No, that's remarkably important. And, and the whole point is labor unions served a critical function. Yes. Back then. They prevented or, or their, their primary goal was to prevent Americans dying on the job, including children. Kids, yeah, little kids working in factories. Yeah, they weren't about money. They weren't about extorting membership dues from their members. Uh, they weren't about politics. They right. were simply about health and safety, safety in the workplace. That's not what they're about today. Let's take a look at this story. Again, sources available over on Locals. Happy Illusory Truth Effect Day. This is from townhall.com. No, you won't find it designated as such on too many calendars, but in the minds of the country's union bosses, Labor Day has become an annual exercise in what psychologists describe as the tendency to believe false information to be correct after repeated exposure. In this case, the illusion is that unions are as relevant as they ever were. And as always, guest opinions to that effect, ghost written on behalf of countless labor moguls, will show up on as many editorial pages as will have them in the vain hope that the repeated exposure will make it true. In fact, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, union membership in 2022, the last full year for which there are records, continued its decades-long downward trend, plunging from 10.3% to 10.1% of the nation's workers, despite the most pro-union president you've ever seen, spending the past two and a half years lavishing billions of taxpayer dollars on his benefactors in big labor. But even that doesn't tell the whole story. It turns out the union membership rate among workers in the private sector, the 85% of the total work workforce, producing 100% of the country's gross national product, 
fell to 6% in 2022, down from 6.1% in 21, further extending the precipitous decline uh, reported since private sector union membership peaked in the mid-1950s. For decades, overall union numbers have been inflated by the membership rate reported for government employees, whose compensation, not coincidentally, is derived from tax dollars rather than profits and dispensed all too frequently by politicians who owe their office to campaigning contribution to campaign contributions from organized labor. Even so, public sector unions too saw their membership shrink from 33.6 to 33.1% in 2022. Um, people are fleeing from labor unions uh, because they can't hold your job over your head anymore as a prerequisite for employment. It was a, um, it was a case in... Oh, there was a case recently, when I say recently, I think within the last 10 years that I uh, went to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court said you, you can't mandate labor, you can't mandate union membership anymore from uh, public sector workers, i.e. government workers. And so government workers have been fleeing the labor unions en masse. The reason for that is that government workers know they're going to get paid anyway. They're paid by the taxpayer. Why, right. why would they hand a percentage of that, that money to a labor union who's no longer negotiating on their behalf? Because labor unions, <clears throat> they don't focus on labor anymore. They focus on policy. Policy and politics. It's not about safe... Go on. No, no, go, I, I, sorry, I was going to let you finish your point. Yeah, it's not about safe work environments anymore. In many cases, especially for these public sector unions, it's not about pay anymore. It's about having money to expend political, uh, political um, power, to have a hold over politicians. To get and if, I'm sorry. No, go on. If you work under a union contract, whether you pay union dues or not, and something comes up, the union has to defend you. Yes. So you don't have to pay dues to be defended by a union contract. Yeah. The one if you work under the contract. Yeah. So the, the, the one thing that is a benefit to these workers, they don't even need to be a member for anyway. Right. And unions can no longer, as part of that ruling, unions used to be able to take when when you had to be a member the unions could automatically extract your dues from your paycheck before you even saw your check. Mm -hmm. And they can't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's huge. Like, oh, somebody having to actually get, like, when in Minnesota, when I worked in the classroom, I had to be a member of the teachers union. And I'd, I'd, I'd to this day, have no idea how much I paid because it just came out of my paycheck. Right. So, Doing it that way is way different than stroking somebody a check. Yeah, it's it's in my opinion, it's extortion right. because uh, your employment is contingent or at the time your employment was contingent on being part of a labor union, a member of a labor, a labor union that is going to do absolutely nothing to help you. The way we would traditionally expect a labor union 
to do. They're focused right. on policy. For example, the Service Employees International Union has formed a so-called Lavender Caucus to advocate on its behalf for pro-LGBTQ legislation. Do you want to pay membership dues for that? The American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees issued a resolution demanding stricter gun control laws. I'm not sure what that has to do with safety in the workplace, Danielle, but uh, that's what they're asking for. The National Education Association quietly published a gender ideology resource guide, Schools in Transition, in 2015, that laid the groundwork for some of the craziest positions on gendered bathrooms, high school sports, and pronoun usage, confounding parents and teachers across the country. That's what the teachers' union is up to. NEA President Becky Pringle in 2022 issued a statement on behalf of her union excoriating the U.S. Supreme Court for its ruling in Dobbs v. Jackson overturning Roe v. Wade and sending the abortion question back to the state. I'm not sure what that has to do with the National Education Association, the, the teachers union, but right. that's what they decided to expend their capital on. And the United Teachers Union of Los Angeles, President uh, Cecily Meyer Cruz in 2021, asked her union to issue a resolution condemning the state of Israel for its war crimes against Palestinians. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, this is where labor unions are expending their capital. This is where membership dues are going. They're going to these leftist, woke, ideological, uh, political campaigns. They're funding the campaigns of leftist politicians that support this kind of thing. Right. And it has absolutely nothing to do with organized labor anymore. And this is why people are leaving unions. Right. And this is why under this administration, who... who Town Hall are absolutely right, are some of the most pro-union, it's, it's the most pro-union administration we've ever seen. That's why even now under this administration, people are fleeing unions at record rates because they're not doing any good. Now, I'm okay with that because it means the end of unions faster is what it means. Ultimately, it means that the total demise of public sector unions in the long run, it's not going to happen overnight, right. but in the long run, that's going to happen. In the meantime, there's a lot of talk from the left about getting dark money out of politics. We never hear it said about unions. Right. Politic, Democrat leftist politicians love their labor union dollars. And they're perfectly fine with hard work in America. Well, hard work in these are public sector workers we're talking about. How hard they work, I guess, is subjective. But I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that these are hardworking Americans paying their money into union dues, believing that that money is, is going to buy them collective bargaining power to make their workplaces safer. 
and to provide certain benefits to them should they need those benefits. For example, union representation, um, a seat at the table when it comes time to negotiate contracts. Right. Public sector workers are realizing that they, they actually don't need that. When have you ever heard of a, a government not giving their employees pay rises? We live in a tiny county here, and they hand out 10% pay raises on the regular. On the regular. Everybody else in America is fighting to even barely keep up with inflation. Right. But these municipalities are handing out pay raises like, uh, like it's free money. Because guess what? Like it's your money, not right. theirs. right. Handing out pay raises like it's my money they're spending. Right. Oh, yes. wait a second. And then there's this. This is, this is the epitome of what unions have become. And every parent in America, I take that back. Everybody in America that pays school taxes, if you're paying property taxes, you're paying school taxes. If you're paying rent, you're paying school taxes. Everybody in America that's paying school taxes, and especially those people who are parents, you should be enraged by this because this is what labor unions are doing. They are actively, actively breaking the law. Use paper and pencil. Digital records are more permanent. Colorado Teachers Union directs educators how to hide and destroy evidence of LGBTQ indoctrination. All sources available over on Locals. Hit that red join button. A teachers union in Colorado is taking a page out of Hillary's bleach pit book on how to delete digital evidence of their crimes. The Jefferson County Education Association, which oversees nearly 80,000 students, from uh, K through 12 in Colorado has been caught assisting its teachers in what likely amounts to breaking state and federal law and instructing them on how to continue getting away with it. In yet another rabid attempt to indoctrinate children into the destructive LGBTQ ideology, teachers in Jefferson County reportedly employed several tactics, one of which being gender surveys that screened for students' preferred pronouns. This was reportedly being done without parental consent and in secret and would violate federal law via the Pupil Protection Rights Amendment, which requires that schools notify parents of surveys and provide a mechanism for parents to opt out. According to CBS, Jefferson County administrators directed staff to refrain from conducting these surveys for the time being, as several lawsuits regarding the matter are pending trial across the country. This, however, did not stop the JCEA, which clearly values indoctrination over education and uh, even over the rule of law. The Defiant Teachers Union sent an email to its teachers encouraging them to continue and, if they had to keep records, make them untraceable just in case the courts come sniffing around with subpoenas. If you do a question, this is from the email. If you do a questionnaire, please make it a paper and pencil activity. 
Any digital records are more permanent and may be requested under federal law. The union also encouraged teachers to make your notations about students and not hold on to the documents. I'm going to stop there. Again, you can head to locals, find the links, read the rest they of that. They made this admonition against electronic communication in an electronic communication. Mm-hmm. And they don't care because there's no accountability. Right. The teachers' unions are so ungodly powerful. Right. They know that nothing's actually going to happen to them for this. But this is a public sector labor union instructing their members on how to break the law. Not only on how to break the law, but instructing them to continue doing it and make sure that there's no paper trail that can be subpoenaed. I don't know how many felonies that entails, but it's a lot. And this is what labor unions are doing there. They're not fighting for teacher pay because right. teachers are going to get that pay anyway. Even here in Georgia, a, a red state, and it is a red state regardless of what people think, Georgia is red. Even in this red state where we have a Republican governor, his priority every budget is to give teachers more money. That's his priority because he's pandering. He's pandering to parents because parents, for some ungodly reason, think that the public schools are important because they just haven't realized that charter schools and vouchers will serve their children better. They haven't realized yet that property taxes are the most ridiculous way to fund schools and actually guarantees that if you live in a, a destitute area, your kids are going to a shitty school. So instead, they fight every year in the budget for money. And we have Republican governors that are more than willing to hand over the money because it might get them some votes. L teachers unions are pointless to us but they are absolutely critical to politicians they are vital to politicians because what labor unions bring what teachers unions bring to the table are votes and right. every politician yes. republican and democrat knows this which is why there are so few republicans that actually hold office that are willing to try to affect any kind of change in our public school systems. It's Labor Day. I don't want to I don't want to deny anyone the fruits of their labor. And if you belong to a labor union, my recommendation to you would be to get the hell out of it, but that's entirely up to you. If you feel like your labor union is actually serving you effectively and that they deserve whatever percentage of your paycheck they're stealing from you, then that's entirely up to you. But I would urge you to take a second look and see if that's actually what they're doing. Are they really serving your best interests, your, even your better interests? Or are they supporting ideologies 
that are dangerous to your kids, ideologies that are responsible for a horrific increase in the rate of suicide among adolescents. Right. Because that's what this ideology brings to the table is the, the mutilation and deaths of children. That's what this ideology or ideology you choose. That's what this ideology brings to the table. Nothing good is going to come from this. Nothing good has come from it. And it's going to continue to harm your kids. And the more we allow it, the more we allow it to take root, the more kids are going to be affected by it. And now it's permeated the teachers' unions and they're expending your capital. Your hard-earned money is being used to push these remarkably dangerous, deadly, dare I say, transgender ideologies onto your kids behind your back under the cover of darkness with absolutely zero accountability and no concern for the rule of law. Those are the people that your dollars are financing. And I would ask anyone that's a member of a labor union to dig a little bit deeper and find out if that's what your local unions are doing, because I wouldn't want to be given a penny to people like that, Danielle. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, that was a huge issue that I had with being a realtor was the national organization that I had to belong to yeah. to be part of the local stuff that I had to do to be able to sell houses here. Yep. That I finally was deuced out. What the fuck is that? Got like a Superman thing going on up there. Yeah, you did. You've had it the whole show. I just noticed that <laughs> it's been just hanging down there like a conjoined twin. Um, I just know I'm looking at the screen. I just noticed that. Oh, shit. I thought you were subtly Clark, Clark Kenting. It. Yeah. Apparently I was Clark Kenting it. Um, yeah. Get out your labor unions. They, they are just complete wastes of time, uh, a waste of capital, um, just a waste of skin, a waste of oxygen, quite frankly. And um, they're responsible for some of the worst progressive policies that we're actively fighting in this culture war today. So happy Labor Day. Happy Labor Day, friends. Yeah. Happy Labor <laughs> there, There's that for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the chat saying? Funny how the politicians and celebs want the cops uh, attacked by use them. I think... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attempt a Canadian to English translation here and assume that what Beck is saying is that it's funny how these celebrities want the police to be there when they need them, but want to defund them every, uh, 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 all the rest of the time. Right. How was that, Becky? Was that okay? <laughs> Were you too far out on a limb there? Yeah. Uh, National Labor Union, the first was 1866. Okay, I was close. I thought it was yeah. the 1800s. Yep. So yeah, I was uh, dead on there. Um, the only modern union that protects the employees is the police union. Yeah, and, and you know, sometimes, uh, you know what, again, there's, there's a balance to everything, right? There's a flip side to every coin. Right. Um, 
they immediately come to the defense of any police officer, regardless of the evidence or the circumstances. And I'm not going to criticize that. Everybody is innocent until proven guilty. So I'm not going to criticize that. But sometimes the unions stay at the table a bit too long in the defense of some of these people. Because uh, some right. police officers yes. are simply criminals. Right. And um, the labor unions need to... Need to uh, but hey, you know what? The cops are paying into it and they do their representation and that's what they get. So Yeah, they yeah. defend them to the end. And that's all unions with their with their members, it doesn't yeah. matter. Virtual charter school is how we put kids through school. Um, Becky, I would love to know actually how that works, how that's funded. Is that via uh vouchers or is that private do you have to are you paying for that out of pocket in addition to your property taxes because this is the biggest scam even if you send your kids to private school you still pay property you still pay school tax typically I don't, I, let me throw this out there because it annoys me i have no kids and i pay the same amount of school tax as a family with four kids that's not how we should be funding schools. I'm right. sorry. It's it's remarkably inefficient and ineffective. To answer your question, because I deal with charter funds with virtual schooling, um, typically charter funds are public school funds, like the funds that follow the kid, and they work that way in certain states. And um, yeah, she says, uh, we pay property taxes and the school we go to doesn't charge. Um, well, the, that's lucky. I work for a private company, and in some states, like Florida, I just got approved in Florida. So any students from Florida that take my classes, charter school funds will pay for my classes because that's great. I like proved my education and all of those things, so they know that I'm actually a legit teacher. And I don't know if the parents have to actually like provide part of the curriculum or something, so that they know that the kid's not just doing like underwater basket weaving or something. But Listen, I know you love it, and that's why you do it, but you are far too overqualified to be a teacher, Danielle. <laughs> you really are. We're not going to go into Danielle's God, ridiculously extensive multiple degrees education, but you are way overqualified to be a teacher. But in my opinion, you're doing it the right way. You're working in the private sector. Right. You're doing it because you absolutely love helping kids. You work with disadvantaged kids. You work with, uh, you're, you're, you're a certified special ed teacher as well, right? Yes. You work with special, special education, which is why she can do this show with me. Right. Just called myself a tard right there I mean, in case everyone missed it. Um, but yeah, you are far overqualified to be a teacher, if I'm being honest, but good on you for doing what you love. Thank you. Quite frankly. And to everybody, I, I know I give teachers a hard time and I think I'm entitled when the median teacher salary is $65,000 a year. And I look I'm at the state of our public schools. Never made that much money as a teacher, even with my level of education. No, I know. Uh, but that's what the median teacher salary is now in America, $65,000 a year. And we are third from bottom in performance worldwide. So, hey, money well spent. It's not just you union members throwing your money I'm gonna away. Y'all, I'm going to take him out of here so he stops ranting 
Y'all give me some thumbs up for that. I'm going to get Alex out of here. <laughs> make him shut up. Y'all give us some thumbs up. And y'all, we love you so, so much. We appreciate you. And we will be back here Thursday, and we hope you'll join us. We love you guys. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye.